Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're listening closely because I'm about to come through with the juiciest of announcements. I don't know about you, but I am so sick and tired of Zoom learning and virtual connections. That is why I am so excited to announce that we have just opened applications for 25 badass women in business to join us in Miami in 2022 for the very first ever Momentum Personal Branding and Business Retreat. Yes, you heard me right. We go into Miami. But first, let's get something straight. This is not a rah-rah retreat or a conference. Momentum is a personal brand building experience. It's a three and a half day hands-on training where we get to work. I am partnering with some of the top experts in the game. I'm talking marketing, social media, PR, intellectual property, branding. And over the weekend together, we are going to show you how to position yourself as a captivating industry leader who gets those premium paying clients and aligned speaking opportunities without a huge following or hiring an expensive PR team. Basically, we about to bust your personal brand into the next stratosphere. Plus, you're going to enjoy a luxe venue with Miami vibes, get that deck swag bag filled with pampering and business goodies, pose for a stack of juicy new lifestyle headshots, and of course, mouth-watering eats and treats that demand to be shown over on the gram. My favorite part is I've created the juiciest personal brand playbook that you're going to be able to fill out on the spot so when you leave, you are ready to implement with strategy, confidence, and ease. So if you've been waiting for a sign that it's time to level up your presence and unleash your industry expertise, then this is the invitation that you have been waiting for. So here's the thing. We have limited spots available because we want to create this curated experience for every Every single one of you who get into that room. So once the spots are gone, they be gone. So if you know you want to be there, just visit bit.ly forward slash momentum retreat. Now let's get into the episode. If you treat it like an experiment, then you take away that personal feeling around you did something wrong or what is it about you or your offer? Why doesn't anybody want something from you? When you take away that feeling, it makes it easier to bounce back when it doesn't work. Anytime someone did not buy something from you, did not show up for you, and you're like, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Aren't I great? I really want you to just more ask the question, why didn't it work? How did I show up? What did they say? What did I say? How long have I been marketing this thing? How many times did I show up? What was my energy like when I showed up? All of those pieces. You need to have this information, right? It's not personal. It's math. You've got to have the data. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths. So sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? Happy Monday, everybody. 
we gonna get into a very, very interesting topic today because I just got off a call with one of my favorite clients and she was struggling. She was struggling with something. So she really inspired this conversation. And this is no shade to you, person who's going to be watching. This is really something where I was like, okay, if we're going to be setting up for your next session, I really want other people to get a snippet of this because it happens way too often. The sentiment is, I hate marketing. (laughs) We're on this call and she's like, I hate marketing. What can I do that I don't have to do this? And I said, listen, there are a lot of things a lot of us hate all the time and we still have to do them. And if we are in business, we are marketers. Whether we like it or not, we are content creators and we are marketers. That's why I was like, okay, I know we are like just like 40 plus days until the end of the year. And a lot of people are probably feeling burnout. Some people may be feeling excitement, but people are like, what up? Like, I got this thing to do next. Like this year is ending. The next thing is coming. Is is it going to be as hard as it's been? Have I figured out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing? And I was like, this is something that I know a lot of people are struggling with. A lot of people are thinking about. I thought this would be a perfect topic for today. Perfect topic because now's the time to be reevaluating our efforts. My advice to this person, one was I wanted to just say, you are not alone in that feeling. So I want you to stay to the end because I'm going to give you a really key thing you can do in your business to start evaluating your efforts because it's not enough to be doing the marketing. We need to look at the return on that effort. If you're feeling that way, you are not alone. Many businesses hate to be doing marketing. If Maybe if it wasn't part of my business, I would hate it too. But I love to even do marketing more for my clients than I do like to do for myself, believe it or not. So I totally get it. But like I was saying before, if we are, if we are in business, we are content creators and we are marketing by default. We just are. You want to embrace it. You want to know it. Don't want to fight it. It is what it is. If you are struggling with planning out your next year, if you want to get into a designated group for a couple of hours and plan out your 2022, look at your marketing, your efforts and your money, I'm going to be opening up my annual planning workshop that's happening on December 29th. Now, this is usually only for my clients that I'm currently working with. I am opening it up to past clients and anyone who's on my email list who's like, yes, I would love to be in a planning workshop and I'm like doing it for a very low cost just so you have some skin in the game. Make sure you show up and come and do the work, but we're going to be coaching hot seats and it's going to be hands-on. So this is not where you come and just like, listen, this is like come to do work. I'll give you all the prep you need to do to show up. But it's like, if you're serious about going into your 2022 strong, then send me a DM or get on the list and I'll give you all of the details when we've opened up registration for that. So that's one about the planning, okay? So one, I was talking about this client earlier. My heart goes out to her. But also, as we were planning the next session together, as I'm planning for her the next session, I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to give you guys a little snippet of what I'm asking her to do so she can really look at her marketing efforts and why she's doing any of this to begin with inside of her business, right? Because I know a lot of people are asking themselves, like, why can't we just show up and people buy what we have? How many of you guys are feeling that? It's like, I don't want to market. I just want to focus on what I'm delivering, deliver it well versus marketing it. The reality of it 
of businesses. That's just not how it, how it works. I rock that. It's like, yes, damn it. Why can't we? Cause that's not how business works. After you have team, after you have a sound marketing funnel, yes, that will become something you'll be able to do. But in the beginning, as you're still learning your clients, you're learning what they like, you're learning what you like to offer. You may be changing your offers. The more things you change in your business, the less data you have to draw on. So you've got to keep doing it until you've got data to decide to make a real decision on, do I go forward with this? Is it working? Isn't it working? That's the thing about, I mean, as a whole separate conversation around like, how many offers do you have in your business, right? Like how many things are you out here marketing? What are you talking to your audience about? Because the more things you have, the harder it is for your clients and your customers to put themselves in your sales runway to be like, okay, I'm going to hire her for this, or I'm going to hire for hire her or him for this, right? Like you want to have a streamlined service offering, a streamlined marketing funnel, a streamlined follow-up system for what it is that you do to take away the overwhelm. That's just what needs to happen. I'm going to tell you something that really changed my life, you know, as I was running business, running my business. Roxanne's saying, so is it better to have less offers? A hundred percent, it is better to have less offers. The more offers you have, think about it, the more offers you have, the more marketing efforts you need to create different types of graphics, different types of messaging, different clientele at different points in their journey. Like you are, if you're a solopreneur or even if you're an entrepreneur with one or two team members, I have a, I have a client who's got four team members and she's got a pretty big business, but still the marketing is a challenge because She's got all these different things she wants to do and she keeps trying different things without giving that thing time to develop and grow to find out if this is the thing they should be doing. The more offers we have, the more different types of marketing we probably have for that, for those different offers. So we're spread in different directions and we're sending out different messages to probably different target audiences. Think about how much work that is. That's a lot for the clients to consume, but it's also a lot for you to deliver. So definitely, definitely less offers. It's not enough to have, you know, your email list and to go live. One of the things I've discovered and maybe you guys want to think about is you may be doing a lot of actions and thinking you're doing a lot, right? You're like, why aren't my results like, like correlated to my effort? Just be like, I'm going live. I'm showing up. I'm posting. I'm like emailing my list every week. But you're like, why isn't anybody buying my stuff? right? Does anybody feel like that? Like if that's a common, common, common feeling. But here's the thing. There's the marketing action of showing up and there's the sale. But this piece in between, you have to know how long that runway is. It's not like you show up and somebody buys something, right? There's a runway in between. So you've got to like know that runway in order to map out your marketing efforts. The only way for you to decide what that process is, is to be able to do it a few times and evaluate it and get that data. Because when I was starting out, somebody said something to me that totally changed my business, changed my life. She said, it's not personal, Monique, it's math. It's not personal, it's math. Danielle Leslie said this to me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect thing that I needed to hear right now. When you're doing your business and you've launched this thing and it's it becomes personal, right? Like it's your blood, your sweat, your tears, your time away from your family, your time away from your friends. You're like, how could it not be personal? But that's something you have to get over. You have to get over that because the real juice is in the data. 
And I know some of you are already saying to yourself, these are the things I already hear going through your mind right now, okay? Data makes my head hurt. You're saying things like, marketing isn't my jam and numbers are not my zone of genius. All things I've said to myself at some point in time had to get over. And the thing is, as long as we're saying these things to ourselves, we are reinforcing that belief. And our brain goes, oh, okay, I believe you. You're not good at numbers. You hate marketing. Data hurts yourself. So anytime these things now are presented to you, it's a chore. It's a treach. It's like, ugh, oh God, ugh. you know, like it's anger, angst, frustration, like all of these things, right? That's how I feel about tech. <laughs> what if it's tech, when tech is not working for me, I like lose my mind. So I hire people. I have to hire people to do this because I just can't. I just, I'm not my best self when things go wrong that way. So. Even as I say that, right, like, Monique, as long as you're saying you're not good at tech, this is what happens. So I have to I take time to learn certain things that I know are going to make my life easier. So there are tech things I had to learn, right? Like I had to learn my whole Kachabi, my back end. I had to learn, you know, all the different workings of Instagram. I needed to learn. I don't even know how to like if I needed to edit my own podcast, I can do that. I had to learn these things. I didn't love it, but I did it. So it made my life just easier in the day. So don't reinforce those beliefs for yourself because it's going to make this battle that you're like this journey that you're on no matter what. You ain't coming off the the journey of entrepreneurship, I hope. It's just going to make it that much harder. So don't say any of those things to yourself anymore. Just say you can learn anything. Anything is learnable. But the thing is, you've got to like know your data. Okay, you got to know your data. You are the visionary of your business. You are at the helm. You are steering the ship. You don't want anything getting in your way. You don't want any of these limiting beliefs getting in your way. So we're just going to like scratch all of that, all of that. So you want to look at when we think about your marketing efforts going forward, right? So there's the things that you've done all for like 2021. You've done all of these different things. You've had different offers. You've had launches, probably master classes. What are some of the other things you guys have done? Probably I've done a lot of different things myself in efforts to get to that one offer. My offers didn't change, but the marketing did change. Think about all of your different marketing efforts and you want to write them down for yourself. Okay. So as we head into the next year, some of you guys may be excited. Some of you guys may be worried. Some of you guys may be scared, but I want you to really like take on everything that didn't work was an opportunity to learn what can, right? Like this is an opportunity. Everything we do is in our business is an experiment if it's new that we're doing it, right? If you treat it like an experiment, then you take away that personal feeling around you did something wrong or what is it about you or your offer? Why doesn't anybody want something from you? When you take away that feeling, it makes it easier to bounce back when it doesn't work. Anytime someone did not buy something from you, did not show up for you, and you're like, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Aren't I great? It's like, I really want you to just look at why didn't that just more ask the question? Why didn't it work? How did I show up? What did they say? What did I say? How long have I been marketing this thing? How many times did I show up? What was my energy like when I showed up? All of those pieces. Here are some of the questions I want you to ask yourself around your marketing that you did for 2021. First, you want to make a list for yourself. What were all of your launches? What were all of your efforts? You need to have this information, right? What were we saying earlier? It's not personal. It's math. You've got to have the data. So look at the entire year. When did you do your launches and what were your marketing efforts for those launches, right? Did you show up live? Did you do joint lives with somebody else? Did you use what channels did you use, right? So let's look at your channels, your methods, your platforms. 
Did you use TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest? What did you use? What were you doing on there? What action did you take? How often did you post? What did you talk about? That's first and foremost. Then look at what was the engagement on those posts? First, what's your engagement on that platform in general? Because if no one is liking, sharing, commenting on your stuff, you have really low engagement. So you're doing all of these efforts and no one's hearing them or seeing them. Right. We know Instagram does not show our stuff to more than 10% of our audience at a time. So they show it to 10%. And then if that 10% likes it, they show it to more. And if that people like it, then they show it to more. So that means people liked, comment, or shared. And a lot of you guys are here on Instagram. So that's why I'm talking specifically about Instagram. What platforms were you using? What's your engagement on those platforms? Then what marketing did you do? And go back and look at the analytics and the insights on those posts right? On those posts. And then decide, did it work or didn't it work? What were some of your best graphics that grabbed attention? What were some of your best topics and lives that people commented on? If there's a conversation exchange about the topic, you know people are interested. Take note of these things. So for example, today I had a whole different topic I was going to talk about, but I was like, no, if this person is feeling this way, I know a lot of my other clients are feeling this way. So this is definitely something I want to be talking about. So you've got to always have your pulse on what your clients need, what your audience are asking for, okay? So looking at what worked, what didn't work. Check your analytics. When people were commenting, what were they saying? And after they were commenting, what actions were taken on the things that you posted? So if people are liking, fine, but it's a passive action, right? They just click like, oh, I liked it. It's better than no action, but it's a passive action. It's like, oh, okay, I liked it. But if people are taking time to comment, are you going and commenting on all of the comments? Someone had asked, like, how do we increase engagement? That's a whole nother episode that takes a long time to to talk about. But one of the ways to increase engagement is to be commenting back on people's comments. That's how the algorithm knows people are interested. There's a conversation being had. After they've been making comments, are they taking any additional action? Are they not even just are they taking action? Are you asking them to take action? Like, how interested are you in the people who are commenting? How interested are you on the people who are showing up for you? That's something that it's very easy to miss, right? When people are commenting and engaging, for example, do you take note of those people and go look them up? So it's not, sometimes we think the engagement should be one way. It's a two-way street, right? Like you want people to be interested in you, but the way to get people interested in you is for you to be interested in them. What is their business? Where do they need support? And it takes some finesse, right? You don't want to just be like, oh, they commented. I drop into their DMs. Hey, I can help you. Your Instagram is shit. Do you need some help with that? No, 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 no. You you got to have some finesse. You've got to woo them before you date them, right? Like give it some of the time, but you also have to take note of it, right? It's better to nurture the people who are already following you versus trying to get more people to follow you. The people who are following you are already following you. They're interested in what you have. So get to know them. And if they're not on your list, why aren't they on on your list? Ask them to be like, hey, I'd love to put you on my list. What is it that you're dealing with right now? Maybe your list isn't like what they need, but you don't even know that. So finding out who is in your community already, who's already in your audience. These are the people you should be nurturing. Another piece of that is they're taking an action. Say they, you're doing great marketing, they love you, they comment, and they move on to your email list. You're like, hey, I'd love to have you on my list. 
Every week I share these tips and tricks about X. What do you think? It's just like, yeah, I want to come on your list. Great. Getting this, the people on your list is not enough. You don't want to just get people on your list. You want to nurture that relationship. So you want to look at what is the process? And this is where we go back to that, that sales runway, right? Between the marketing effort over here and the sale over here. How long is this runway? What are you doing in between to get them here? You've got to nurture that relationship. You've got to date them before you ask them for the wedding ring. What's happening? They get on your list. Are they getting an email walking them, welcoming them into your community? After that, are they getting another email saying, hey, you're welcome to our list. Welcome to our community. This is what you can expect. Are they getting an email talking about you as the person who brought them here? Let them know about you. So there are, there's a sequence, a nurture sequence that needs to be put in place for every new person coming on your list, right? You don't want them to just come on your list and then you group them in with everybody else on the list. People who've been there six, seven months, a year, two years, three years, they already know you. So they need a different type of conversation. So there's a curation to your marketing that you may want to be looking at. And that may be one of the reasons it's not working. You may be treating everybody the same as they come into your circle, where everybody, there are different pockets you need to identify and how you're going to interact with them needs to be very specific. I have a sequence for people, like when people join a masterclass with me, a webinar, they have a sequence. When somebody signs up for downloads, you know, the free guide that I do, the five secrets to building your personal brand. That's a separate sequence. When somebody opts into the juicy content strategy, the free juicy content, right? Where you get the video, you get a workbook, but there's a whole sequence. Those are different sequences. Now, this may sound like a lot of work. You can hire copywriters to build sequences for you, just the sequence. But Inside of that, the important thing is you're evaluating who this is for. What is the process you're taking them through? They came this, like if someone signs up for your list, what is that process you're taking them through before you sell them something? People don't want to just be sold on the fifth email. They're like, hey, buy my stuff. They need to be wooed. So woo them. You also want to be looking at how you're marketing, where your audience is, of course, but how are you marketing? Because how you show up is correlated to who you end up bringing into your circle. If you show up lackluster, you will bring in lackluster people. If you show up serious, you're probably going to bring in serious people. You've got to know your business. You've got to know who you want to bring in. So you've got to do that evaluation of who am I trying to bring in? So when you're looking at your marketing, again, going forward, you've got to go backwards. You've got to look at what did you do? What worked? What didn't work? And who did it end up bringing into my circle? Who ended up on my list? Who ended up in my programs? And then who actually made a purchase? If you don't know those things, you're going to just be marketing and coming out here and doing all of the things and hoping post and pray marketing is not going to win the day. It's not going to win the day and it's exhausting. So why do you want to do that? Let's look at some of the things we talked about that I want you to go back and make a list for yourself. And again, we're doing a planning workshop on December the 29th for a limited amount of people. I cannot have everybody in here because I can't coach everybody in their business, clearly, even though it's going to be a, it's a half day session. So it's like from 11 to like two o'clock, I'm going to be giving you workshop tools, hot seats, and we're going to look at your marketing, your money, your messaging. How to go and make next year profitable is to look at what were, what actually worked and doubling down on what worked and eliminating what didn't work or reevaluating what didn't work and deciding, do I keep this and move forward with it or do I eliminate it and move on? You got to know this. The only way to know this is to look at the data. Some of the things we talked about, you want to give up 
all of the limiting beliefs you have around what you hate in your business. There are things you're not good at. There's things you definitely need to outsource. But if you know you can't outsource it yet, you know you got to do it. You are a marketer. You are a content creator, whether you like it or not. Whether you are physically doing it yourself or you're the visionary for it, you are that right now, as of right now, okay? So give that all up. We're going to give up the fact that you may not be good with data, that you're not good with numbers. Give that up because when you argue for your limitations, guess what? You get to keep them and we ain't interested in that. We are not interested in that. So first, we're going to give up the limiting beliefs. Then we're going to do an evaluation of what worked, what didn't work with the marketing that we had. We're also going to look at our offers and be like, do I have too many things to offer here? What worked? What didn't work? What brought in the money and was enjoyable to do? And what did not bring in the money? And what was totally energy draining, caused burnout, and you wish you never had to do it again? Those things should come off the plate first. They should not even be in the offering anymore. So we're going to talk about that on the workshop on the 29th. Those are the first things that you're going to do. Then you're going to look at that sales runway. You're going to look at your marketing efforts. What did you do? What were you doing? What channels were you using? What conversations were you having? What topics were you talking about? What were your best posts in terms of conversation, content, graphics, or captions? What sparked conversation? What got the most engagement? Then you're going to look at what's your engagement on the platforms that you're on. If you don't have great engagement, maybe those aren't the platforms for you. Maybe that's not even where you're supposed to be. But you've got to know this so you can start marketing in a way that feels really good for you right? We over here at Monique Bryan Inc., this is what we're talking about too. There are things that I was doing that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that next year. I'm going to go on a whole new platform. Haven't even told anybody about that yet, but I'm going to go on a whole new platform and I'm going to explore that because I just want to. I want another option. I don't like the way it's been going, but I had to know this by looking at the numbers. There was a lot of data we looked at to be like, this is not getting the engagement we want. You know, people are not taking action over here, things like that. Then we're speaking of action taking. You're going to look at your email list. Who is taking action on there? Who are your emails getting opened? Are they clicking? Are they going to the next thing you're asking them to do? Are people buying? If not, what is going on with your content? If no one's opening it, you writing emails every week is a waste of time. So you want to get interested in the people who are on that list. And you may just want to have a conversation. I have people on my list who do open emails, but they don't take action. Like they, like that's the only action they take. They don't go and buy something. So they're the people that I want to get on a phone call with and be like, Hey, what's going on with your business? How are things? What do you need? What are you challenged by? So then I can decide if what I have is right for them. If they're the right, even if I need them to stay, they can stay on the list, but do I need to worry about targeting them? Are they my actual target market or are they just not ready? So focus on what you have versus trying to grow this big following or big email list. Don't even worry about that. Focus on the people who are already in your circle. They've already signed on in some shape or form. They're already invested and find out about them. Go onto their page, go into their Instagram, go into their LinkedIn and find out about who they are. Get to know your people. Marketing is just about getting to know your people. It's about telling stories that resonate, that resonate with their journey that connect you with them, that showcase your values so they can be like, hey, you believe that? I believe that too. You're like that. I'm like that too. I need that energy in my life. So you're going to make it fun. You're going to make it interesting. All of those things. But first comes the data. Okay, guys, that is where you're going to start. So that's it. That's all. I know there was a lot today, but I want you to really think about where you are in your current business, where you are in your energy level, 
Like we're at the end of the year. How are you feeling? Some of you are like, I'm half dead, Monique. Don't even ask me that. But then looking at what were the things that happened that really zapped your energy? And how do we now eliminate or change those things? That's what needs to happen. Okay, guys, that's it. That's all. Go have an amazing week and stay tuned to the stories for more of the juice. This episode was super juicy, am I right? If you ever want to experience the Dirty 30 Live in real time, follow me over on Instagram at MoniquePrian underscore co. That's Brian with a Y. And set your alarm to every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and come get your questions answered live over on the show. And if you want to experience the juice 24-7, make sure you join my free Facebook community, The Juicy Brand Squad, where you get exclusive tools, trainings, and access to a community of other badass entrepreneurs raising their juicy CEO status. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business.